Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, Facebook and YouTube Live whoa. podcast listeners? Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's Thursday. It's Thursday, twenty twenty one. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Glad to be back. You glad to be back? Yes. How about you, Bradley? It's it's deserved. I mean, I feel like twenty one is going to be a big year. It can't be worse than twenty. It can't be. Let's let's hope so. Let's hope so. It's only a seven. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I agree, man. I agree. We can only go up from here. So uh, we already got some folks in the chat. Catherine Field in the house. Hello, darling. Hope you are feeling well. Danny Davidson, what's up, guys? What's up, Danny? Robert Brown, oh, but what? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, it was nice to take a little break. Break, well-deserved. Um, I want to apologize, first and foremost, there was no bass fishing for noobs episode this week. That was all my fault. That was my fault. So if anybody wants to crucify me for that, you're more than welcome to. Uh, those guys will be back next week. Um, full schedule back back in the swing of things. Changing some stuff up with the other segments. If you guys watch on YouTube, a um, lot more interaction, photos, videos, things like that. We're using new software. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check that out on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Anyways, we got uh, Mr. McKintree in the house tonight. Who? I don't Mike McKintree. Isn't he like that bass, that hairy bass dude, something like that? Hairy bass dude. <clears throat> I think so. The squatch? The squatchinator? The like squ- the, ba- the, the bass squatch? The bass squatch? Oh. Oh, there he is. Hey, uh, buddy. I'm, I'm glad I was muted when I was responding to you. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, that's the son of, oh, it's live. <laughs> Welcome back, Mr. McKinstry. How are you, man? Did you have a good New Year's, good Christmas, all that good stuff, man? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was different. I mean, it definitely uh, capped off 2020 appropriately, you know. But uh, definitely had a good holiday still, though, and I'm glad I'm back on here. Uh, it's my favorite podcast to be on, so thanks for having Aww. me back, guys. Did you hear that? Aww. Oh, man. I got like this weird Aww. feeling in my heart. Yeah, I, you know, that happens a lot. I, it, it's mostly men, but it happens a lot. David Alberson said he's never seen a hairy bass. Yeah, um, you got to spread its bottom fins apart. 
<laughs> and we're off. timer going with how long it took before like the weird comments started, which is like yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> Just get out of the way. All hey, I yeah. all I know is uh Jay was probably as red as the on air sign by the end of the show last time. <laughs> and that was so funny. I waited until yeah. the end of the interview. I remember that and then Jay was just losing it. It just yeah, takes a little awesome. bit of a little bit of flirting and Jay just loses it, you know? That's right. You know, <laughs> just hiding it, I guess. I don't know. It's hilarious. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you could go down in that lower left-hand corner, click that share button. Uh, let's uh, get an audience up in here. And uh, we're going to be talking to Mike about uh, the 2021 Basquatch Hunter TVs uh, season coming up. And uh, I'm sure a few things in between. So, Mike. Or around it or after it or just randomly yeah. thrown in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I saw a post from you the other day, man. Uh, last season, Basquatch Hunter TV was like what one point nine three million views or something. One point nine. I appreciate the pad there, but one point nine two million. Um, oh, okay. We had one point nine two million viewers, and our season's only six months long. So that's a part that blew me away too. Is our first season a brand new show for this network? It was our first time on cable. Our first time on this network. And it's the first time the network had a show like this where like we're a hybrid between outdoor adventures and fishing. Um, so we're also the only show that um, isn't in the typical season. Like, so fishing season for cable TV is January to, um, what is it, July? That's the first sure. and second quarter. Um, hunting shows are the third and fourth quarter. So fall and winter. So my show is the uh, second quarter and third quarter. So I, I kind of like went in like the middle. So I get the hunting outdoor camping crowd and the fishing crowd at the beginning of the season. So we kind of didn't know what to expect. And the network was, I mean, they argued with me for months when we were doing contract negotiations in 2019. And they were just like, look, we don't have any fishing shows that do that. I said, yeah, well, not really a just a fishing show. So let's just try it. You know, it's just, what's the worst that can happen, right? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We'll move it around for next year. Sure. So the first quarter happens, the first three months, and the network calls me up and says, hey, we got an offer for you for your second season. And I was like, I'm not even done with the first season. Is that good? I ranked number five in the first quarter on the network, like the whole network. Nice. Oh, and I'm going cool. against, like, dude, it was so cool. I'm going against, um, you know, the Collegiate Bass Series. The uh, um, There's a Bass Pro Series on there, an MLF Series, I think, too. Like, there's some big stuff on the network. Hmm. And some great shows on there. Um like brush pile and like, you know, these great shows. And they were like, all right, well, obviously what you're doing works. So let's go ahead and renew a second season now and get that set up. So I did the same thing for this year. Um, so yeah, we, we finished off number five in the network and we're the new, the newest show on there and uh, almost hit 2 million viewers. I was like kind of watching the count the last month when the ratings were coming in. I was just like, come on, hit two. Like it's just an imaginary goal that I hit the last minute. I was like, I want to hit two now. So now my goal for this year is to break two and a half million. Um, just, because I have to try to set the bar a little bit. And, uh, you know, now that we're a, a little bit more established show, like some of the viewers know who we are now. They, they know the show. They're looking forward to a second season. Um, and, and this season's going to be bigger and better and, you know, just a whole lot more into it. Like, we, we started filming for it about four months ago. Uh, we were on hold for the pandemic, so we would have started way earlier. But um, And some of the episodes we have filmed already are just, I mean, incredible. It's just some of the coolest stuff that I, I, can't, I still can't believe I'm able to do. Very cool, man. Well, congrats on the uh, on the viewership, man. That's uh, that's super huge, dude. Especially for your first season cable TV, man. I mm -hmm. mean, <clears throat> yeah, that's what blew me away too. Is because when I was on streaming, um, you know, I had I had I'm trying to find the politically correct way to say it or the legally correct way to say it. I had some disagreements and issues with the streaming network I was on. Um, sure. And um, ended up having to have like an out of court settlement with them and then move on. And I didn't know what was going to happen after that. And I was like, I don't know. You know, I had a weird taste in my mouth for streaming services after that and how they're ran and regulated or not regulated, actually lack of regulation. And uh, we made the jump to cable. And it was weird because like we were pitching, like my producer was pitching like Discovery Channel and like, you know, we're pitching big networks. And then we kind of stopped for a minute. We're like, we're looking at the cost of these things and like the advertising dollars needed and all these crazy numbers. I'm like, you know what? Let's just like take smaller steps. Let's just see what happens. And, you know, we jumped on cable and I, 
we had no idea what to do. We honestly, we prepared for it to be the worst possible thing. We prepared for the worst, thinking it was going to flop, thinking that people weren't going to catch on to it or get it, and it was a different format. Um, I mean, there's so many things like some like little inside info, I guess. So no other show on the entire network has the content time I have um, as far as how much time the content shows versus commercials. Um, also, I have the least amount of commercial breaks of any show on there. Um, and again, I'm the only show in my category that does second and third quarter for airtime. So there's a lot of things that we're like, we're going to stand out and it's either going to be terrible or it's going to be really good. We don't, it's going to be one of like one end of the spectrum. We're not going to just coast in and sit in the middle, you know? So uh, it, it was kind of a cool thing to be able to, to watch it actually, like people actually related to it. You know, people actually clung to the mm -hmm. show a little bit and, you know, I started getting messages from people from even from different countries telling me they liked the show and, you know, part of this inspired them for this or that. Like the message was actually working, you know, so that was, that was probably the best part. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And what, and what channel are you on? So everybody knows. Um, uh, the, sorry, I forgot to say it earlier. Uh, the Pursuit channel. So the Pursuit channel is on AT&T Uverse, Dish Network, um, DirecTV. Um, it's on Xfinity. It's on Pluto TV, Sling TV, and if you buy a Samsung Smart TV or a Vizio Smart TV, it's automatically preloaded on the app screen, um, the Pursuit Up app is, so you can watch it streaming. Um, and then you can get the free app on your phones or computers or anything too. The Pursuit Up app is free, but the episodes don't air until like 90 days after they air on cable, so there's time for all the network providers mm -hmm. to air them first. And then the whole season, like the whole 2020 season's on the app for free right now. Um, you can go back and watch, you can like binge the whole, you know, 12 or 13 episodes. And then, uh, next season, it'll be three months behind before it ends up on the free app. Nice dude. You yeah. took notes on all that stuff, right? Well, I, I was actually watching this today. <laughs> well, Jay was in one of my episodes that aired in 2020. That was, so let's that talk the, about that. That was, that was the, the worst performing episode you had, correct? <laughs> so, you know, what's funny is that was the first episode that broke hundred thousand viewers, um, when it aired the day it aired. Um, and, and. I give Jay full credit for that. You know, <laughs> I, I found out, you know, if you spend the big bucks and have the good looking models on board, it actually pays off. Like I know there's a big like there's a big like shadow over the bikini fisherman thing. Yeah. When you put you put Jay on camera with a bikini on, I mean you guys it changes everything. My ratings went you, from like You know what, Mike? You can stop right there. You're so welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, it was the least I could do uh, to America and the world. America. I, can't, I, I can't turn this thing off. America. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I can't turn it off. I was able to sell advertising to therapists um, on that episode. I doubled it. You know, when you got it, you got it. I mean, what are you going to do, man? It's, you know, You know what? And you're welcome, too. You're welcome. It's I the mean, only episode I've watched in slow motion more than once. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com. Oh, well, and I'm that's sure not, uh, that's not weird at all. I'm sure all our paddle and fin folk are watching and wondering, you know, or putting it together that no wonder our numbers have been climbing. That's right. So, for, for real though, um, that episode was the first one that broke 100,000 views on the day. So, it airs four times a week. It airs um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, like, I have awesome air times. Like, I got a great anchor spot at 6.30 p.m. on Saturdays. Like, it's, it's an amazing lineup that I have. So the first day that I aired, it had 99 point something thousand views. And I was like, oh, my God, that was huge. The next morning, it broke 100,000. Like, the ratings finished. And it had over 100,000 viewers. And that was the first one that hit. I think it was my second or third episode. I have to look. And I forgot what order it went in. But that was either the second or third episode of the season. Um, and it was cool because I was like, I had to figure out like why did that one why was that the first one the rest of them did great afterwards too and it just climbed but i was like why was that the first one and i started realizing that we fished for pike and i, mm -hmm. I don't remember this or not jay um but it was such a cool experience because how many times has this ever happened where we went out to a lake that has nine species in it we tied on one bait and we targeted one species and we caught nothing but that species all day and we had no problem they were just there like everywhere we went they were just there. Uh, 
they all put on a good show. They were all camera friendly. Like it was just it, everything went a little too good. But people were really like relating to that episode because Northern Pike don't exist everywhere. Uh, so people were watching it. And my biggest audience for that episode was Texas and Florida, where Northern Pike don't exist. So it was kind of a cool episode to be able to show them some of the species we have up here, some of the fisheries we have up here. Um, some of the, like, you know, me and Jay were just going back and forth, as you can imagine, the whole time. And, you know, people can see that relationship from someone from a different state. And it was a really mm -hmm. cool episode. And um, I believe that's the episode that I added in uh, the pay it forward thing at the end, I think was the Halloween segment um, where we went to the children's hospital and handed out 50 bags of toys to all the kids and stuff. So mm -hmm. like there was a lot to offer in that episode that was just like, it was just super cool for everybody. So that was the first one that took off actually the whole season. So yeah, thank you, was, it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. <clears throat> it was, uh, I enjoyed getting rained on with the cold rain. Dude, it was, that, <laughs> that's another thing too, like in the episode. <laughs> So when I film an episode, it's or when I edit it even, it's super real. Like I try to include everything. Yeah. So that episode shows like us starting out normal weather, us getting downpoured on and still fishing. Then the rain went away and it got really nice out again. And we just kept on fishing. Like it, the episode t takes you on the whole journey, um, yeah. or the segment. I guess every episode is like three mini episodes. So yeah. like the first segment was us fishing, and it shows you the whole roller coaster ride we went through fishing, and then second segment, then third segment. So. Um, but it was it was a super cool experience. Like it's very rare you can do that. Like you can go target a species and you only catch that species, and somehow they're everywhere you expect them to be. It was just a really like it was a really cool experience. Yeah, that was definitely fun. <clears throat> Especially catching that monster I caught. That was cool. <laughs> that was such so a small pike. Look, look at this pike. Yeah, that was we don't want to edit that part. I, I was laughing so hard. I couldn't even fake it. I was like, this is. Look at this giant. <laughs> this giant. That's all I can I think laughing. of. I was laughing the whole time after that one. Yeah, Catherine Field even said that was an awesome episode. And it, it was it was really cool. Yeah, it was uh it, yeah, that was definitely an interesting day. Yeah, I mean you like a lot of the shows you see, it almost seems like it's like the perfect day, like every day. You know, so everybody gets on like, you know, uh, you know, mild overcast with some bluebird skies it like looks perfect for everybody it's like you know it's not every day you get man you know all the season at once i mean it was actually warm wasn't it like it was decent and then it got cold it was super <laughs> warm and then it got then it rained yeah. and got really cold and then it became yeah. like normal -ish after that so we had like three seasons and one like fish outing which is normal yeah. for where we're from you know in illinois and michigan like you know, Indiana, Ohio, the whole area we're in, it's pretty normal to have three or four seasons in the day. I mean, it's not that, I mean, we've had 70 degree weather and snow on the same day here. So it's not that uncommon, but most fishing shows, they, and I'm not dogging fishing shows. You know, I grew up watching them. I still watch fishing shows, but they became so, um, so cookie cutter and so vanilla where it's like, there's banjo picking and you see people launch a boat and they go out fish for the whole day and then when they're done you watch, you watch them just hammer fish all day like they were just there waiting for them and then they go home and it's like you don't really get to immerse yourself in the experience and you know in my show i don't want people just to watch me catch fish like that's not fun to me like i don't i don't watch fishing shows to watch people catch fish i watch fishing shows to be entertained and to be motivated to go out and fish myself and do things myself so like I watch people like Dave Mercer and um, Bill Dance because they don't just fish; they're also extremely entertaining, you know. Mm. And that's kind of what I modeled my show after is is I want to model it after the entertainment side, not the educational side. Like I'm not going to teach you the whole episode how to do stuff. I'll throw in little facts and things that I learn along the way because I'm always learning stuff from people and evolving. And if someone like Jay's on, then I'll have him talk about like something about pike fishing because he's better at it than I am and does it more than I do. So. I'll have people like throw in facts and we'll learn stuff, but I don't base it off of like, here's how you catch fish because it doesn't always work that way. You know, like mm -hmm. if it works for me in the lake that I fish in, that's great. But <clears> if I tell you that's how to do it because it works for me in that specific lake and those conditions and you go try it and it doesn't work, how did I benefit you? You know what I mean? And, and people mm -hmm. don't look at that that much when they're looking at facts on fishing. They're just like, you know, well, this guy said use a wacky rig and let it fall and do this and do that. It's like, well, that guy was in Florida and you're in Wisconsin. So, sure, sure. You know what I mean, so I, I didn't like the educational route. Um, plus, I'm not the best fisherman in the world. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. Like, I learn every day and I'll learn the rest of my life. I learn from everybody else. I learn from you guys. I learn from everybody. Um, so, I rather throw in little facts as I learn them, as I feel mm -hmm. confident teaching them and sharing them and just entertaining people and just making it about the adventure, making it about the fun and not 
taking you on a banjo picking journey of me catching fish, but there's episodes where I don't catch fish at all because that happens. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'll go through the whole process of me switching baits and me getting frustrated and me trying new areas and um, the changing weathers and everything I can, because that's real. That's something that people can relate to because that really happens. So well, it's even like, it's even like on that day. I mean, you know, I was swinging for the fences. You weren't. And I was coming up empty and then you all of a sudden caught a couple of fish. And then I was like, well, time to change. Yep. So then I downsized, and then all of a sudden we were on the fish. Yep. Yeah, and that's how it works. That's why I like fishing with people that I can learn from too, is that if it would have been the opposite, I'd have been like, wait, what are you doing different? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Like, teach me teach me your ways. You know, it's like, yeah. that's the fun part of fishing. To me, that's the best part of fishing, actually. Even when I go in tournaments, like, I've been in tournaments before, and people are, like, watching me hammer them, and I'm like, hey, man, here, and I'll throw them a tube and go, here, this is what I'm using. Like, catch fish, man. Or vice versa. I'll be like, I'll be just gunking all day and someone will go by me and go, hey, man, I'm using tubes. You know, and I'm like, thanks, man. Like, that's what fishing is <laughs> all about. That's what fishing is all about to me. Like, it's not about um, being competitive. I mean, it is it is being competitive, but it's not being competitive like you want someone else to lose. You want everybody to win. And mm -hmm. the more people have fun around you, the more contagious the sport gets, which is what we should all want is the sport to be contagious. So. Uh, you know, that's why I like fishing with Jay, too, because, I mean, as you can see how we banter on here, even when we fish together, I mean, anyone knows this. When you get on the water, that's when you really get to, like, get to know somebody because you just sure. let it go. You know, you just talk about everything. It's like locker room talk with no boundaries. And when, when you're out there with someone that you get along with, that you have, like, you know, similar sense of humor with, it's just you're not even really doing it. You're not fishing, really. You're just hanging out while you're holding a fishing pole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I think that episode we did translates that really well and really kind of like shows that experience. Yeah. There's also a lot that didn't go in there. Too. Yeah. I, well, there's a lot of your trucker mouth I had to edit out of there. Mister. Oh, yeah. There's the truth. I right don't there. know. I, I'm innocent. Can we, uh, Mike, is there right if we play like a minute or two of this episode off your YouTube channel real quick? Yeah. Do you uh, have it lined up? Yeah. I got it lined up. I can. Uh, I can. Please tell me you have it. You have the part lined up where I have to put a fish over his mouth so you can't see what he's swearing about. <laughs> uh, no, I just got the beginning of the of the video. We'll just play like that first little clip right here, real quick. Next. Oh, it's just um, Watch Hunter TV. So I'm here with Jay Randall from Jackson Kayak Fishing Team from Illinois. Um, he's a fellow Midwesterner, and his specialty is uh, two critters like, like Pike. So he so came all the way out here, here and hunter drive with him for you about five hours. About five hours. So five hours. Oh, oh, how much does it cost for good internet? Uh, what are you most excited about? <laughs> Man, just first time fishing in waters, first time fishing in Michigan for bike, right? No, I've uh, actually fished fish quite a bit. bit. Uh, I've, I've never, never been, been in Europe, Europe in woods, so, so this will be interesting. Notice how similar we are in sound. You're both short. It's because I was in a hole. Hopefully get this guy on something over 40 inches out here. So the water and get some toothy critters in the boat. My name is Mike McKinstry. Yeah, this is all Mike. Yeah, yeah that's all. Yeah, right. that's all right. After the intro, it's good. <laughs> you know what's funny too? Whenever I edit and that intro starts, I'm like, I cringe because I'm so sick of hearing that intro at this point. I'm so sick of hearing my voice on camera after editing for 40 hours. I'm just like, oh, and I mute and skip it. And <laughs> how many? Like, you know, it's funny. I bet it took you a while to even get that thing together because you were like, no, 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 oh, yeah. it's too long. Oh, you for this year and i just swapped out some clips and it's so dumb it's a minute long intro and i only swapped out three clips or four clips maybe the most it took me probably three hours because i just i needed it to be perfect and really like you know showcase some things and it's it, it was ridiculous put some auto tune on your voice <laughs> you know i did that for my vlog intro when i did my, my vlog intro, i wanted to make it super weird and cheesy so i did like an octave like oh here you go Is this is this the beast? <laughs> it's one of them. You got ads on here, really, Mike? YouTubers, all about the AdSense, man. <laughs> you know, my, my girlfriend needs new shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the gist of it, man. It's uh, I I enjoy your show, man. It's uh, like you said, it's it's really um, not only is it entertaining, but the learning aspect of it too. And I, and I think it's cool that you highlight a lot of different things along the line too. It's not just bass fishing or just pike fishing. You do many different things. And I think that's, uh, 
that's what makes you definitely unique for sure, man. So kudos to you. Thank you, man. What's your yeah. favorite episode you've seen? Uh, it'll be the episode that I'll be on with you, um, which is coming in the 2021 season, I was told. We, we were discussing that, Mike. <laughs> like, I was already discussing your content. So I have, I have seven more episodes to film for 2021. I, I just signed a contract. It said Basquatch Hunter TV on the top, man. <laughs> yeah. Jay spelled it with a letter backwards and crayon. You're like, I'll sign it. <laughs> I mean, just so, just, you know, I was thinking fly fishing, you know, with the kayak. So here's yeah. a cool thing, um, and I didn't have never talked about this yet, but I've mm-hmm. never fly fished in my entire life. And oh, this dude. season, I am filming a fly fishing episode. Um, I've never done it before in my life. If you if you fly, do you fly fish? Oh yeah, sure do. Like you're good at it. Like you know how to do it. Yeah, he is. Okay, because I don't have no idea what I'm doing. So if, like I understand the yeah. concept of it, and I yeah. and I've I've cast at a trade show before, so I know how to lash and or like how to pull and, and cast a little bit, but. Um, if you know what you're doing, I need someone that knows what they're doing. So I don't like, I don't want to like snag myself. And that's what I'm afraid of doing. Oh yeah. I, that always feels I, good, I, dude. I, I feel like I'm just going to like whip the back of my neck with it every time. So <laughs> you know what? Can I come with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing the journalistic like, recording. Like, off to the side, you're like, this is going to be great. This is <laughs> just getting some streamers, dude. Ooh, that's funny. These streamers with a stinger. Oh, you'll love that, Mikey. Do it in the wind. Oh, yeah. Uh, the wind is brutal. For real, though, I, I would love you guys to come out for that. It'd be a lot of fun. And and we can, there's plenty of great rivers out this way, too, or there's plenty out your way, too, actually. Oh, yeah. I have an idea of a river. I have not, especially if you want, not even much of an adventure, but I got an idea of a river. All right. Especially if you hit it at the right time of year. Yeah. Is it, where's it at? What area? Wisconsin. Okay. He's like, home of the cheese. <laughs> That's not going any further in that, I'm sure, with Brad. He's like Wisconsin. <laughs> you, know what it is? you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you'll figure it out on the episode. All, all, the, all the listeners in Wisconsin just crank the volume yeah. right now. <laughs> it's only a 14-hour drive to Wisconsin compared to, what, uh, five or four and a half to you, Jay? Four to you? I'd be okay with it if you wanted to go to Wisconsin, Mike, this time around. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. I'll do it. How, how, far is, how far is Wisconsin from where you're at, Jay? Well, it depends. I think if we're going up towards probably what Brad wants to do, um, three, four hours probably. Uh, it depends. It depends. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really know where he's going if we stay too much. But are either you, way. Are what? you only four hours from EJ, right? Uh, no, I'm five hours from, to you. Okay, so it's about nine hours to to Wisconsin then. For you, it depends where you well, go. Well, not really. Madison, you know what? That Hold line, Jay's got to take his shoes off. This 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 was the corridor like underneath Lake Michigan from. Like, yeah, I, well, I know what that means. <laughs> you know, us, us Westerners <laughs> means going under the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like going this way, or you take a ferry and go that way. Yeah, yeah. So um, you go through the Indiana corridor, or uh... well, Chicago was four and a half hours, and Madison, Wisconsin, was about thirteen hours, I think, or twelve hours. My went there last. It should only be like no. Three hours. I don't think it's that far. Oh, no, no, it's no, only no, like no, three no, hours, maybe, from Chicago. Nine hours to Madison. I'm thinking of when I went to Minnesota. That's yeah. right. When I went to Madison. It was like nine hours. Yeah, I mean, it it sucks to drive for sure, but shouldn't be that far. You're, you might need to be that. six or seven. I can make to Chicago in two. Yeah, you want to you want to catch fish or not, Mike? Yeah, jeez, come on, Mike. I got four lakes, my neighborhood, bro. Do you want to hit that two and a half million mark, or do you want to stay at two million? Right. And what's it going to be, Mike? And all I got to do is make a cameo. I can drive four minutes and catch fish, though. You know, touche. Well, I'm sure we can talk right off. No, that's figured out. Yeah, we need to do a fly route, a fly episode, though, for sure. Like, we'll we'll discuss that over the next couple weeks here. We'll figure out the logistics. Yes. Or I might even take uh, – I might even be able to even fly over there for – make it easier because there's a lot of uh, – we'll talk about it. Just take yeah. the ferry, dude. It's only like 140 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's one way. Vehicle. hours one way for the ferry. Yeah. Dude, out your right. car. I think that's just you, like just your body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not even the car, too. Yeah, it's cheaper 50, 50 bucks a rod. Yeah, it's cheaper to FedEx myself. It yeah. might be. <laughs> so got good LTL rates. We'll put you in a nice crate. Yeah. There you go. Maybe, maybe a couple breathing holes. Maybe. 
So I'm Mike McKinstry, and I'm here getting shipped over to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently in the back of a semi. In a GoPro with a GoPro on YouTube. There's a guy that did that, shipped himself somewhere. And he, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Oh, it be a great part of your episode. I'm mean, just saying, man. I mean, I don't know. It sounds great to me. Yeah, you know, the last time I ordered something in the mail, it took about two and a half months to get here, and it was an hour and a half away, so I'm good with shipping myself. No, no, let's ship them to the east side of Joliet. I'll pick them up. <laughs> oh, man. I call it like Castaway with a beer down to here. <laughs> no, you'll probably be lost in shipping, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you said you already you already filmed some episodes for 2021 man i mean what kind of what kind of juice can you give us on that um so uh I'll, I'll spill some beans here actually um so we filmed we have four episodes fully done right now and then the next month we'll have two more of them fully done we're doing pieces right now um we have uh, my season premiere which i'm literally been editing all day today and almost every day for the last week or two uh, which is my first time um, being in a seaplane. And um, we went fishing, had a great time. And then on the lake we were fishing, we just so happened to come across a couple seaplanes that this guy had. Like he's got like a seaplane collection. And we're like, hey, man, those are pretty cool. And we ended up talking for a couple hours. And next thing you know, we're up in these seaplanes and hitting different lakes and just landing on whatever lake we feel like landing on. Um, it, it, it was super cool, and uh, we we're like, man, we gotta make an episode out of this. That was one of the coolest things. Um, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It was just such a cool experience. So we ended up making an episode out of it and we landed on two different lakes. We went fishing off the side of the airplane or I did at least like it's, I was on a 1947 Piper, um, like a fabric wrapped plane, like no sheet metal was on this plane. <laughs> it's all like a frame with fabric wrapped around it with paint on it. And it was like the scariest slash coolest adrenaline thing I've done. Um, Cause like the doors were open while we're up in the air. Like we take off the doors are open and you just, like, if you get hot, you open the doors up in the sky. I mean, it's just the weirdest feeling. And the plane is big enough for the pilot, who is, like, six foot seven, like a monster of a guy. And it's like, it, like we had to adjust, like, the the, um, the fuel and stuff to make it so the plane wouldn't sit like this because he's a really big guy. Um, there's enough room for him. His shoulders were touching both sides of the plane. And then I'm in the back, and I was squeezed like this. So that's how much room there was. I had one fishing rod with me that went from the front of the plane, touching the windshield, all the way to the back. Um, and that was all the plane was. I mean, it was such a weird, like amazing, incredible experience and, uh, fishing off of it. Like we fish off kayaks, you know, so we're used to being close to the water, but when you're standing on a floating pontoon of a, of a old 1940s airplane, um, and fishing off, of, I mean, it was so peaceful. It was so cool. And it was just like, I don't know, there's something about it that was just like incredible. Like I'm gonna do it again. Like the, me and the pilot have stayed in touch and, and he was like, man, that was so much fun. I'm like, you had fun, dude. You do this every day. Like, I had fun. I'm doing that again. Um, so we went out and filmed that. That'll be the season premiere. Um, excuse me. And that's only one of the segments. Like I said, my episodes are all, like, miniature. Um, I, I like to think of them as miniature movies because I follow, like, I try to do, like, a climactic roller coaster where it's, like, there's, like, there's a climax to every segment. Then it goes back down so you can go to the next segment. Then there's, like, something really cool that happens uh, or something that's, like, um, there you go. There's a picture of it right there. You're pretty fast on your searches there. I gotta be careful what I say. Trying, man. <laughs> trying. <laughs> trying. Did, you uh, kind of caught a bigger bass than that. Dude, trust me, you know how hard to fish on a plane? 
so like here's the thing like like no joke like i did a vlog of this too that you can see on youtube that plane drifts so fast it's so light and it's obviously like a big wind sail pretty much literally um and you can't stop like you can't go around the shore and like follow the contours of the banks like you can't really fish spots you just land and you fish before you fly into the shoreline because then you get stuck you can't do anything so we were like landing and fishing wherever we landed like i didn't know how deep it was i don't know where we were in a lake like i'm just on a body of water i'm like what lake is this again he's like ah, i'm not sure hold on I'm looking at maps i'm like all right I'll throw a line right here you know so like we were just lucky we caught a fish um we caught one bass and i was just like man that was the coolest i caught a bass on a plane like that's it and he's like cool we had started up in like in like like i don't want to say dry i don't know how to start it up and like move on the water about mm -hmm. 15 or 12 times just to try to stay from hitting the shore before he was finally like, Hey man, we're done. Like we're going to run out of gas, just moving the plane back to the middle of the lake again. So it, it's super hard to fish out of a plane like that. Like it was super difficult. Um, and obviously you're stuck to fishing in the biggest part of the lake too, because that's the only place you can land. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it was awesome, man. It was such a cool experience. And that's the season premiere. You know, we kayak fishing, fishing out of a plane, and then we gave away a kayak to a Detroit fireman um, during the pandemic. Um, so that's the first episode. Um, it's super cool. Um, second episode, we're finishing up on Monday. Um, I'm. It, it sounds weird, but like it's probably like the least um, exciting for most fishermen, I guess. But it's the most exciting thing that I've done so far um, because it's something. That, yep, there we go. Give away to Danny Peters. That guy is such a cool dude, man. Um, he his girlfriend entered him in that contest and hmm. he kind of wrote it off because he read a bunch of entries and realized like I, there's so many people that deserve a free kayak. He wasn't going to get it, but he didn't know I was just going to do a random name generator to pick the winner. So when he got picked, he had no idea it was coming. And there's a vlog of that on my YouTube channel too. And uh, you guys got to see that video. It's so funny because his reaction, he was sleeping. He wakes up. I pose as delivery driver, had the kayak wrapped in moving blankets, and he walks out and told me how to sign something to, to get his furniture that his girlfriend ordered because she was in on the whole thing. He comes out, and he's like, he's buying it the whole time. He's like, ah, oh, it's weird furniture under the blankets. All right, whatever. And he starts excited. Then he look, looks at the paper, and it says, you just want a kayak. And he's like, no way. And he turns around and looks at her. It was such a cool, like, it was That's such awesome. a cool experience, man. Like, like, we talked for, like, two hours after that. Like, he was such a cool guy. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. But the, the second episode is um it's something that's so cool and different and this is exactly what my show is about um it's not just about fishing it's about inspiring inspiring people to get outside and just find an adventure and follow your passions and and you know just do cool things like just have fun and um second episode is just a great example of it um i got to take a um professional or a newly retired ex-professional hockey player um fishing for his first time in a kayak and he's a big monster of a guy um and took him for his first time bass fishing out of kayaks. He's not used to catching bass. Um, he caught a monster. It was a blast. We had such a good time. And then, uh, yeah, so this is at, this is the, so the second segment of the show. Um, we go to a hockey factory uh, where they make goalie gear. And it's like the number one manufacturer of goalie gear in the world for professional hockey. And they had the pads right there on the screen from Mighty Ducks, that Goldberg war. And Mighty Ducks signed by the whole cast, Emilio Estevez, Joshua Jackson, everybody. And they were small on me, but not too much small because Goldberg was a really big kid. So I got to put on Goldberg's pads at the and that's at the office there for Vaughn Hockey. Um, but so the second segment of that show, we took them fishing. Then I go to this custom um, goalie manufacturer and they make the full set of custom goalie pads. Um, like I do the same process all the pro NHL goalies go through all the sizing and designing. And I went, I designed everything out of the coloring, the stitching. They made these things custom fit. Every piece of the gear is custom fit to me and to the colors I wanted. Um, it, it was incredible. And the pads, I just got them today actually, which is super cool. They're actually in my kitchen right now. Um, mm -hmm. The pads have my Basquatch logo on them, which is like even cooler. Um, like they're pro level NHL goalie pads with Basquatch skull logos on the tops of them and stuff. And it's all black and red. It's beautiful. Um, so then next week, we're in a couple days here now, I'm going to a professional hockey rink and doing a shootout with this guy. Um, so I'll be in his world and 95 to hundred mile hour slap shots is what he was clocked at when he was training, um, like two weeks ago. So it's going to hurt bad and I'm going to get embarrassed, but I played hockey for 34 years now. So it's like a huge passion of mine. So the fact that I get to even be in this environment, the fact that I got to be in the offices of, of Vaughn hockey and get to get custom goalie gear that I would never been able to get any other way. Um, I got to like see the history of all this stuff and touch the pads of all these pro goalies. 
Um, and now I get to go to a professional ice rink and, and get to play hockey with a professional hockey player. I mean, it's, it's literally like one of the coolest things. And it's like, it's funny because a lot of the fishing crowd would be like, Oh, cool. Like hockey, whatever. But you know, the show, the show isn't, I, I mean, as much as views matter, obviously views, numbers, analytics, those all matter, but I don't do my show or my YouTube or social media to get views or likes or subscribers. I do them because I have fun and I like to share it. And I like to want people to have fun too. And I want to show people how much fun this could be. And people, you know, people get inspired and do it themselves and go, Hey man, I saw you do this. So I did this and that's the best reward. So the people who can relate to this even aren't the ones that are necessarily hockey players, but the ones that are like, man, that's so cool. You had a passion for hockey and you tied it into fishing somehow. And you had a blast and it looked like a lot of fun and you got embarrassed like crazy on the ice. Um, you know, I want to go do something like that now too. And, and that's what the, the hopes of every episode is. So the second episode, very different from the first one. Um, very unique, very, uh, it's gonna be very interesting and very funny. We have a lot of really cool little things planned that uh, I can't disclose yet, but a lot of funny things in the episode that are going to definitely make you laugh too. Nice. Especially the fly fishing one. That should be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, two and a half million airplane. views. Yeah, alone. we're the airplane professional hockey players, but we're going to go fly fishing with Brian and Jay and Brad. And Brad, yeah. You really don't need anything else. I think you're good. <laughs> I'll bring the swim skirt for Jay. That's hilarious, man. Can you wear one of those bikinis with, like, the built-in skirt? Just so, like, there's, like, that mystery, you know, part? He's talking to you. Yeah, that'd be great. I, you know, probably like it ain't, me. it ain't me, bro. Yeah, I'm. I'm so thankful all you <laughs> wonderful human beings on this show. <laughs> I just want to throw in there. Aaron Steiger said you should take the plane to Wisconsin. Yeah, so that was kind of where I was getting at. Is I might talk to the seaplane guys and be like, "Hey, man, can we land on this river or this lake out in Wisconsin?" <laughs> Yeah, you, you, want, you want, like, fly over Lake Michigan? Hell no. I mean, the planes only go like 75 miles an hour, 150 maybe, 100 miles an hour. Like, they're not fast. That's why it makes it even scarier. Like, you think a plane going fast is scary for some reason, but it's really not because it's just, it's normal almost. We're used to planes going 200 miles an hour plus. Yes. This plane, this plane goes slower than my car, and you're, you know, 200 feet up in the air with the doors open. It's, just, it's really a weird experience. I don't know, man. Lake Michigan's a sketchy lake. However, though, I mean, <laughs> 75 miles an hour, that's 75 miles an hour faster than typical Chicago traffic moves. So, I mean, you're ahead. That's true. So, I wonder, I'm being serious. I wonder if that plane can make it over Lake Michigan. Like, I don't know how much gas that thing holds. I don't know how. Like, I don't know if you have to land in Grand Rapids from here and, like, do a three-hour thing, land in Grand Rapids, and then fuel up, and then... I mean, it might not be, you know, cost efficient, but it'd be kind of a cool journey to do. Pursue Channel TV host dies in Lake Michigan. Put that out there, man. Don't put that in the air. At least it's a seaplane. You're over water. Just land. I mean, you'll be fine. I mean, as long as the waves aren't 15 feet tall, you'll be good. Yeah. As long as you don't get any winds out of the north. Just because it floats doesn't mean fall out of the sky is still a good idea. This Steiger Steiger said going to be an episode of the perfect storm if you try it. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that would be the thing too. Mike wouldn't even panic. He'd be like, "Oh, I got to get my GoPros. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this. This is yeah. going to get good ratings." Yeah. In, mid, in mid air, I'm like, "Hold on, guys. Yeah, I better live stream this in case I don't make it." <laughs> cool. I'm not going to plane again, guys. Thank you. <laughs> well, you, I mean, over like Michigan. I mean, that's you know. I've seen, Final, I've seen Final Destination enough times where I know that I, I now am cursed. I cannot go on a plane now. Because now it would be like a premonition. <laughs> anyway, back on yeah, the topic. said, Lake Michigan, Lake Superior sounds like a killer trip. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure pun pun was intended. Yeah. Oh, Lake Superior is another one on my list that I want to go to, though, because I've Dude. never fished. It's the only Great Lake I haven't fished. I, I've, I've been never in a kayak. I've never Great Lake with Superior. I've never fished it, dude, but I've spent a lot of time up in the UP, and it's just mm. so beautiful, man. And uh, deepest lake out of all the great, great lakes, um, mm-hmm. and it holds some monster trout, monster smallmouth, like just just holds fish, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've only seen it a, few, a couple times up by Lutzen in Minnesota. It's pretty nice. Lutzen. Lutzen. I fished up by the the Lushenau Islands over by Mackinac. Yeah, I fished out that way, but I haven't. I just haven't been able to. 
I want to kayak Lake Superior, and that's the part that's kind of sketchy. Um, it's not really a kayak-friendly lake, so I might not be able to kayak it. I, I've heard there's spots, like little coves, that yeah. you can kayak. Um, Picture you rocks, kayak. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, obviously, like, Munising area, like, obviously that area. But that area is not even, like, I don't even know if that's a good fishing area. Like, I don't even know if that's, like, a fishable. There's fish. Is is there, though, for real? It's a lake. Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> <laughs> You know, isn't that just no, a lake? There, it's there, a great lake. There is a there is, yeah, yeah, it's a great lake. <laughs> Literally. You my sound effect out there? <laughs> no. Don't you gotta wear like a dry suit out there like almost all year long? Because the I water mean, I is think, so cold. I think it's hypothermic the whole time. I think it is like fifty degrees and under the whole year, I think. Matt's Matt's chiming in. He says uh there's uh he kayaks it often, killer smally fishing. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I see I have a lot of friends that do picture rocks all the time and I always see pictures of it and video of it. I've never been there myself. And I just, it doesn't look like an area like that's, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a fishable area. It seems like you'd want to get off of that area. It is, it's, it's all caverns. It looks like. So I just assume that's not where, I mean, it's obviously there's fish in the water, but there's probably much better spots, but if it's a good spot, man, that'd be, I mean, yeah. that'd be incredible. I don't know how the filming regulations are because I, I think it's a national, is it a national park over there? I don't know I if it's it a national or state. It's not a park, though. They call it something else, though. It's national something. Yeah, like I, national forest or something like that? No. I don't know. There's going to be some weird regulations on filming it, but I'll, I mean, I can... It's like when I went to Moab and I was filming out there, I was like, oh, my God, I want to film this. Oh, you're not allowed to because it's a national thing or state thing. Cool. Oh, what about that? Nope, can't do that. And then here's the best part. You're in a sandstone area, no vegetation anywhere, and you can't fly drones because risk of fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what are you worried about catching on fire? It's like 99 degrees out here, and it's sand everywhere. What's the fear? But then they're like, then one of the, um, the first guy was kind of a jerk, and he's like, well, it's because it's fire hazards. I'm like, but there's nothing that could catch on fire. Like, I don't think you understand how fire works. And then the next person that came up was super cool. And they're like, well, it scares wildlife, and we don't want to disturb the wildlife. And I'm like, that makes – I can understand that. That makes sense. So I know there's, like, weird restrictions on drone flight and filming mm-hmm. in general um, in certain parks and stuff like that. So I'll have to look into that. But, um, I mean, pictured rocks in the wintertime even, man. They, all the caverns are ice caverns. And I've seen some amazing footage from out there on the ice. Like, I, even if it freezes this year, I'll probably head up there. Just, you know, last year we didn't have safe ice down here until, like, maybe one week in March, and that was it. So this year I'm going to go up north and do an ice fishing episode, and I might even go up to UP depending on how the winter goes. Yeah, man. I like it. Yeah, uh, Pictured Rocks is a national lake shore. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What does that mean? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, my friend. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my producer to do some research. I would have your people call their people and <laughs> yeah. have them figure it out. It's like the lingo of the north from <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So, Picture Rocks, National Lakeshore. Yeah. We can work that. I'm assuming well, it's a national park. but There's just weird restrictions when it comes to filming. It's weird. Like You can't film in Canada unless you use a Canadian film crew. Like So we, we, like, we were trying to film an episode because I wanted to cover all the Great Lakes. And I was like, yeah, we'll just go to this side. We'll go to the Canada side because it's a lot easier to film on the Canada side over here instead of having to go to New York to film over here. And they're like, yeah, you can't bring a film crew to Canada. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you buy all these permits to be able to do that. You got to do all this. And now I'm like, are you kidding me? Or you can just hire a Canadian film crew. I was like, it's a like holy thing. crap. Like, they just, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a, like a government rant thing. Like, it's a Canadian film industry thing. That's why right. a lot of films are done in Canada. Like, big films are done in Canada because you just go there and you buy the crew, you buy everything, and you just use it all in Canada. It's all inclusive. It's like a package deal. So, like, we were looking at filming, um, and it's it's New York to go to, like, Rochester, New York, or, like, to go to the upside of New York to go film on that side. It's, like, you know, 12, 13 hours, and it's just a lot of driving, a lot of effort where Canada sure. is like a two hour drive to where we wanted to fish and we couldn't, I mean, the permits and the, the crap you got to go through and you got to hire a full crew in Canada. And we're like, 
like my producer wasn't even allowed to film there unless we hire a Canadian crew underneath them. So there's, there's weird restrictions everywhere. And, you know, Texas and Tennessee, all state parks, like everyone's got their own regulations. And it's a, it's a weird animal. Like if you're filming for YouTube with a GoPro, you can get away with anything. You know, sure. like you can just walk around GoPro all day. But as soon as you pull out like a big boy camera where people notice it, then all of a sudden you have to have permits, you have to have insurance, mm. you have to have like permission, you know, all these, all oh, these things like, for a reason. But so it just changes things. So when I always get messages from people going, hey, man, you should come here, come film here. How come you're not coming here and filming? I'm like, well, because it's a big ordeal to do it. Like I have to pull permits. I have to plan things as a crew. There's like, you know, budget. There's everything involved that I can't just go. I'll, let's go there and go fishing. I don't just bring a GoPro anymore. Like I kind of miss the days of, of YouTube where, you know, all I'm doing is filming with GoPros and I can go anywhere I want. I don't need camera guys. And, you know, permits don't matter because who cares if you're filming for YouTube, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like it's so different now. It's like everything changes, and then not only does that change, but now you have like a network involved, um, and sure. then they have their set of rules. And you know, it's just you know, YouTube is kind of lawless in a way. Like it's kind of like the wild west when it comes to to you know streaming or YouTube or anything like that. When you go on cable, then you have FCC, you have regulations, and you have like it's just it's just weird. Like you know, the TV process was a huge eye opener for me too. Is is the behind the scenes stuff that you guys don't see, like as viewers, like the people don't see. You know, it's like I have to go and pay in order for closed captioning because that's like an FCC regulation. I have to provide closed captioning um, for all my episodes. Like the TVs don't do that automatically. Like the shows have to order that through companies that do closed captioning um, and provide it like in separate files with my episodes. And then my songs that I buy and my music licensing, even if I write the song myself and record it myself, I have to have I have to write up my own license to my show for me to use it in my own music and provide that to the network so they know they can air that without getting sued and like it's just like this there's so much that goes into the regulations and yeah. you know and, it, and they catch everything because i've done I've, there's times where i've like played a guitar chord in a background just to have like an ending to a song and i get a message from one of the quality control people to network going hey uh, there's a sound that we don't have on record what is that and i'm like oh my gosh are you kidding me like just cut it out like it's not worth it <laughs> you know <Yeah>. so, like <laughs> there's so much like when it comes to like traveling like doing a fly fishing episode in wisconsin like i would have to coordinate with camera guys i have to coordinate with my producer coordinate with where would we go possibly their film bureau or tourism bureau depends on where we're, where we're at if we're at a park that i most likely can't do drones or anything like that you know it's like there's a lot of logistics involved and then i have to get all my gear there and you know make sure all the brands that sponsor the show are represented correctly and you know it's just like a it's a really big ordeal to travel and you know that's why this year the pandemic slowed us down so much, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we got to film a lot more locally and kind of explore more like within like, you know, the Midwest, just driving distance, no flying really. And sure. it kind of made me realize like how much easier it actually is to, to do that versus when I go to a different state and I got to deal with all the paperwork, you know? So it's, you know, there's a lot to be said about the work that it takes behind the scenes that I had no idea what I was getting into, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. very cool, man. You ought to go fish that in the Muskegon River and the salmon run, man. Yeah, it's so I did salmon last year, and we went up to Tippy Dam. And we did Lake Michigan. We did uh, Platte River, and we did the Tippy Dam. And it was such a cool experience. But I'm not going to lie, Lake Michigan scared the crap out of me. Like, mm. it, we had fog roll in, and it's in the episode, um, or a small part of it. There's uh, the fog rolled in, and we were out there in kayaks, and you couldn't see the front of your kayak anymore. Like you had no idea which way shore was. You had no idea if there was boats coming through the fog and hitting you. Like there was a boat that came through the fog and almost took one of my buddies out without like, there was like no notice. It was just like a boat coming and you see you have one foot visibility. And then it, it cleared up like two hours later, but it scared the crap out of me. I was like, man, these big lakes, like, you know, Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, you know, Lake Huron, like all these great lakes. You don't realize how like, you know, threatening those lakes can get like this, you know? So yeah. Mm -hmm. Salmon runs are definitely more of a river thing for me from now on, for sure. I want to do them on fly. There was a guy doing fly fishing for salmon when I was out Tippy Dam. They were catching like 30 inch trout and, or uh, salmon, yep. I mean, mm -hmm. on a fly rod, like no drag. Like, I, what are those called? The fly rods with no drag or anything? They're called, there's a certain name for them. Tenacara rods or whatever? No, it was like a term. <clears throat> um, if anyone on here knows it, comment it on here because it's going to bug me. But there's, it's, the, he kept on saying, if I heard it, I would know it. It's like a it's a name of a fly rod that it's just just reels one direction only. There's no drag. There's no nothing. Like it's just like it's a stick with a reel on it. And uh, I think Mike's oh, making things up. When you look at Mr. Fast Google, man, Google it. 
Mr. Mr. Fast Google Man. Oh boy, let's see what I can find here. Now I was just mentioning the Muskegon River just because I happened to catch it one fall, and these guys were throwing like I don't know, it's like ten foot ultralights, but they were just drifting um, worms. And dude, these fish were huge, and they're jumping out of the water. I mean, the the cinema, you know, the cinematography you can get out of it, you know, just all the video. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. But it's pretty amazing, dude, to see these giant sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, giant. <laughs> what are you doing? I missed it. I did, too. I, just, I, I Googled it and figured it out, so I didn't phone drop. <laughs> oh. oh. Touche. Me and Brad laughed. Leave it to McKinstry. It's a little moment. Yeah. It was his moment, dude. He just yeah. took away from his moment. Yeah, that's you know. You know a, at the end of this. Yeah. A famous philosopher once said that you only get one shot, and um, I forgot the rest of the speech. But um, are you quoting yeah. Eminem? I was just thinking. <laughs> He's like, you know, eight what Eighth Street or something. Eight Mile, Eighth eight Street. Mile. Eight, I don't know, dude. I'm not from <laughs> that Detroit. Was, oh my god! <laughs> I'm not even an Eminem fan. I mean, what do you want, dude? Oh boy! <laughs> you know, all of a sudden we're about beef. He's gonna be rapping about me now. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's, that's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna get end of paddle and fin and go. I need to do a. I need to do a a rebuttal hold track just to Jay because Jay said he doesn't listen to me. That, you <laughs> know what? It could happen. <laughs> so I challenge you. Yeah, you see a disc. <laughs> <laughs> History, yeah, you know, take that diss, yeah, boom. <laughs> I like that, Jay Randall. Oh, Jesus! So, uh, <laughs> so when does episode or I'm sorry, season two start to air on uh, Pursuit Channel? Uh, season two airs in April, the first week of April will be the uh, the plane episode, and then the second one, and it could be the second or third because I it all depends on how everything else pans out, will be the hockey episode. Um, third one is going to be a Louisiana episode. Um, nice. we're also finishing up some like B roll footage for that. Um, we did a tour of a gun factory of a custom gun manufacturer down there and, uh, super cool. Um, and then went to like a private gun range that it was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen, like multi-million dollar setup at this guy's house. It was incredible. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. That should be a third episode or second. Those are my flip flop. Um, and then, uh, the whole season is going to be incredible. So, Oh, what are you what are you putting up here? Yep, there you go. Man, you're so fast at finding stuff. That's kind of creepy. Hey man. Yeah. He's stalking your public so, page, Mike. So that, this this gun manufacturer happened to make like those they made a tribute gun for the president. Um so they uh this that that's just like one table. Like this whole place had thousands of custom guns they were building at the time we were there even, and they just rotate all day. Like they everything gets wiped out a day. It was such a big operation, it was incredible. Dimmer 1911. Yeah. The, or, the, you got it. That's, that's a, a, that's a desert eagle. Yeah, I was just going to say. But the yeah. ones that run that table were 1911s, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are all 1911s. Yeah. Those are all 9mm 1911s. That you one that a, for me is as Mike shoots this, he falls backwards. You know what's funny is, I, no joke, I've never shot a 50 cal pistol. I've shot rifles, but not a, not a pistol. And I was like, man, this thing's going to hit me in the face. I'm like, you better film it because I got to get it on camera if it hits me in the face. And you can see right here. I think it's slow mo. Yeah, the shell hit me right between the eyes, like, <laughs> like in in that gun. So that's my my. They made that custom for my buddy, um, for my photographer I use, and he told me he's like, I've shot that thing thirty times since then, and every single time the shell ejects and it hits me straight between the eyes. Every single like you can't help it; it just ejects straight back for some reason. That's and hilarious. It, I mean, it's a big, big shell, and it's really hot. So when it hits you, it's like it, it's it means that he had. He had little marks on his face from that trip. <clears throat> but yeah, that episode is going to be super cool too. And uh, the guys that that um, own that gun shop are just like, they're, I mean, they deserve their own show. They're actually like best awesome. friends with the Dynasty guys. Um, and we have to drive, the Duck Dynasty guys grew up with them. They're right down the street. Like we got to drive past their place and everything. Uh, but it was, it was such a cool episode. But there's a lot of really cool stuff planned for this year. And then uh, we're still filming. I mean, we still have eight episodes. I think it is left to film um, after um the spring or after the, the winter seven time. seven we already got <laughs> we are filming two ice cream episodes this year so um i did one last year and the year before 
um, this year, or sorry, one the year before, the one the year before that. Last year, we didn't have safe ice pretty much the whole year. Um, sure. So this year, I'm filming two, so I'm going to probably go up north and do those. I, I think you probably already have safe ice up in Wisconsin and probably have it where you're at, too, in Illinois. Yeah, I was out last night. We had about uh, 10 inches. Oh, Jesus, man. We, we have, I think the lake behind my house is at like an inch and a half, um, maybe an inch and a half, but it's like a slush top right now too. So yeah. even that inch and a half of ice is still like, you know, you can probably throw a rock through it. So um, I'll probably go out with a spud and check it maybe in two weeks, I'm hoping. Um, right. And if it's not good, I'll just drive three or four hours north and we'll have 10 inches of ice up there too. So that's probably equivalent to where you're at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try to film two ice fishing episodes. We have a guy that does uh, spearing for sturgeon up north that we might hook up with. Um, Very cool. I'm not really into spearing fish, um, but at the same time, I, I'll fish for sturgeon because that'd be kind of cool to do through ice. Um, and then uh, there's a guy that does uh, musky through the ice. That was also pretty, I mean, I can't imagine doing musky with an ice fishing rod. Like, I don't really know how that would work. Hmm. Like I've done pike with ice fishing rods and I just got, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw it today. I just got a box of ice fishing rods in today. Um, Abu Garcia sent me like a whole like insane setup of Berkeley ice fishing baits and a ridiculous amount of ice fishing, like every model, like every medium, medium light, um, hmm. you know, heavies, 24 inch, 27 inch, 28 inch, like everything. So I'm like, none of these rods can hold a muskie. So I'm not really sure how that works or how people fish for muskie through the ice or if they use it. Is that the usually, only way to do it? Usually that's what they do, tip up fishing. Wouldn't it be cool to do it with a rod, though? Absolutely. Well, I like, mean, they fish for browns on Lake Michigan with, with automatic fishermen and jaw jackers. Those are yeah. all rod and reel and automatic hook setting devices. Yeah. yeah really those are kind of hybrids of a, yeah, of of a tip up. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I prefer those. It's much more fun to fight, uh, fight a pike on those than it is like a regular tip up. Yeah. Yeah. Like tip ups are cool. Like I use tip ups too, but like, um, like Berkeley has these, uh, the round ones. I like those a lot, the insulated ones. So it doesn't freeze over. Um, tip ups are cool, but it takes a lot of the, like, it's fun, like sliding across the ice and grabbing them really quick and reeling them in. But like, I like the fight of like the ice. I don't know what, it, like, I don't know what it is, but like, it's just, it, even if it's a small little bluegill, it's so much fun to fight on an ice rod. You know, it's like, it just gets like, a little bit of excitement going. Like tip ups are just are waiting for them to pop up. You know, you're just not really doing anything. You're not jigging. You're not like, not really a lot to them. No. Yeah. <laughs> Set them and forget them. Yeah. yeah. To, when I was a kid, we used to play ice hockey and just put a bunch of tip-ups around and just wait for a flag to go pop up and we break from the game and just little, little pond hockey and you know? skate over. And I mean, you just, you just wait. It's a, you know? I like it. I like it. That's a good idea. Play a little football on the ice. It's, it's funny. It works. We're going to have to do that. It, yeah. I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, I see that happening. So, Mike, uh, uh, said uh, he's from Eight Mile in the Detroit area. LOL. I don't know who. Oh, me or not? I'm not from Eight Mile. Eight Mile, like 20 minutes away from me, though. Half hour. I think Jay is. Jay, yeah, Jay is definitely. Yeah, Mike is from, from the hood. Eighth Street. Yeah, from Eighth Street. Yeah, yeah, Mike, he's from the said. hood. He's eighth. You know, eighth and eighth. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, where can folks go to follow you, see the schedule and stuff for Basquatch Hunter TV, man? Um, I can link up my OnlyFans on here real quick. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I... <laughs> I like how all you guys are like, wait, what? Oh, oh never mind. Um, he's one of your members, so you guys can ask him for the link. He's a, he's a platinum member. Jay. All right. Uh, yeah. Sure. That Answer the up. question, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? Uh, I don't know how they want to at this point, but I think my followers <laughs> up, so I don't know what you're saying. Um, you guys can go to uh, Basquatch Hunter TV on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok, um, YouTube. If I didn't say that already, um, Pursuit Up app is free on your phones. Any smart TV. Um, Roku, um, anything like that, you can get the Pursuit Up app and uh, just go to the fishing section and then back on Hunter TV. You can watch the whole 2020 season on there. Um, I think that's pretty much it, yeah. Pretty much any social media network you can go on and just type in Basquatch and you'll find it. Very good. Mike, awesome. thanks for joining us again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'm surprised you guys keep on inviting me back because every time I come on here, all I do is just make inappropriate comments. 
and I ramble Jay, on for five minutes. So. do you see why I agree for you to <laughs> you're, go you're like, <laughs> That's true. You're like, this is our excuse to get Jay to come right yeah. up. Yeah. Again, I asked him before we got on here, I said, are you going to try to get Mike back for the last time? And he said, no, I'm not even going to open that can of worms. And you came right out of the gate, man. It was great. Yep. I appreciate that. Five minutes in. <laughs> you know, I don't do a lot of things great, but there's some things that I'm just, you know, I just do right, you know? Yeah. This is probably the only one thing I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I make Jay feel like a real woman. You know? That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. You're like, man, got disconnected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're getting rid of you. Don't worry. <laughs> so let me know. Uh, we'll set up a trip soon, guys. Though, but I'd love to go fly fishing with you guys, or just fishing in general. Um, you guys are welcome here anytime, and or I'll come out your way. But it's definitely right something twenty twenty one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Stick around, man. Uh, for everybody else watching, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. Next week, you can tune in. We'll have Mister Aaron Stagger himself on. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, simplifying a little kayak fishing. Um, so Aaron's got a lot of great topics he wants to jump on, talk about another return guest. Great dude. Uh, you guys saw him in the chat tonight. But until um, next time, boys and girls, tight lines, smooth paddling. Peace.